All right, guys, welcome to today's podcast episode. It is another Fit Friends Conversations. And if you are new to this podcast, my name is Joelle. I am the host of the Feminine Fitness Podcast. And on the Fit Friends Conversation episodes, I bring in my bestie, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey. Hello. And I bring her in to just talk about all the things, health and fitness, some mom life, some girl talk, and just really like, I know for those of you that have been liking these episodes, just hearing the genuine conversation between the two of us is appreciated because whether you're raising littles or you're in something in relation to the pandemic that's going on and you're not being around a lot of friends, we're here. We're here to be your friends through this all. And so Let's just give a little bit of some life updates, some workout updates. Like what's going on with you, Lauren, in health and fitness? I started the running program yesterday. You inspired me. <laughs> and well, you completed the nine-week program. Yep. I completed nine-week control freak. And then I took like, I think it was like two weeks off of just doing my own thing. And then I saw you started 30-day breakaway and I was like, okay. I've been wanting to do this program for a while. And I think I was just super intimidated one by like running and two, it had to be the right weather. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a runner and I'm not one of those people who I'm going to go run, even though it's like zero degrees out. So it's starting to get really nice here. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start this running program and have it last like maybe six weeks or whatever and like do it with the cycle syncing. So that started yesterday. And I was telling Nick last night, I was like, I literally almost died. (laughs) I was like, my lungs were just like, what are you doing to me? And I was like, it's insane that you can work out, you know, five to six days a week and do different, like hit cardio intervals and like cardio workouts. But running is like this whole different ball game for me. And I don't know if it's just like, I've never, I've, I like quote unquote classify myself as like never being a runner. Never was one thing that I'd want to be like, I'm going to get really good at running. So literally all day yesterday, my, my lungs were like burning, (laughs) which it was very humbling. I shared that on my stories. I was like, this was like the humblingest experience I've had in a long time was like starting something completely foreign to me. Yeah, I get it. Cause I felt the same way when I did my first couple of runs and I, I truly did like when she was like, Oh, okay. Cause they're guided runs you guys. So you get this program and there's weight training workouts, but there's also running workouts. So you have like a running coach in your ears during your runs talking about form and breath work and reminder. And I, and I feel like, especially as like beginning running, those um, cues are appreciated because we don't necessarily know that form running, you know, even when she was talking about land on your mid foot, then your heel and then push off with your toe. I had to think about that as I was taking each stride forward. And so, uh, but I did walk, you know, when she was like, take it down to a slow jog or a walk. I was like, I'm walking, like, I'm going to do a yeah. walk. So I, but I ended I up going two miles and that was, and, and my Apple watch told me that. And a couple people had commented like, oh, I only made it a mile and a half with that. And I think just the way my genetics are, I'm, I, I'm pretty fast naturally. So those short burst intervals, I went pretty hard. 
and mm-hmm. then slowed down to like a walk, which was still like a brisk walk. But I was really proud of myself. But like you said, it was very humbling and very hard. I've been loving the weight training workouts because I love that she shows a move and then it's 40 seconds. So therefore I can determine, am I going to grab my like heavy, heavy weights or am I going to grab my lighter weights for each move? And I can kind of depict, am I going to go heavier and do less reps or lighter and more reps? And it's a good way to make sure it's focused on our individual goals. Um, But my goal is kind of two days a week of running because what I see from the calendar is it has like a three day a week. Right. Yeah. Right? And so I'm just going to modify that a little bit. If I feel like three during my follicular ovulation, even beginning luteal phase, I'll knock out the three. Um, but, but there was even like a rainy day cardio day, which might just be like your normal cardio day home workout too, that you could either do or not do. Or yeah, I'm the same. I'm going to make it very like personalized to me. And like switch things around depending on the days my kids are at daycare too, because those are going to be my running days. And then maybe a run on the weekend with Grayson. Maybe I'll take Grayson and like really wear him out, (laughs) but we'll see. Yeah. So that's update. Anything nutrition going on? Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you guys because I feel like not a lot of people are honest, but this weekend me and Nick just ate not very good. And I ate uh, both nights I ate food way too late and we had a couple cocktails and I'm still working on getting off that like weekend bloat, I guess you could say it is. And I wanted to share that because I think this weekend, weekends are hard for a lot of people and I get it. And I even think of like when my kids are at daycare, those three days, I feel like on fire with my nutrition. And then it's like Thursday, I'm like still kind of with it. And then Friday, it's like, it's Friday. And then it's like Saturday and Sunday, it's kind of like wing it. And I think a lot of people maybe think that that's only, it's only them, quote unquote, you know, like I'm the only one who has like a hard time on the weekends. And I failed if I, you know, have a drink or I have a cupcake or I have extra X, Y, and Z. And it's totally okay. You just get back to it on Monday. And that's literally what I did was Monday came around and I got back to my nutrition and my workout. And yes, I'm still working on getting it like the, I don't even know if you want to call it like extra bloat, but just that like slump of the nutrition feeling. Um, but besides that, nothing really new, still experimenting. Good so far. I haven't noticed, like, obviously I've only been taking, um, the hormone one baseline baseline for like maybe five days. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had, I have a feeling I'm going to notice the biggest change. Like when it's my late luteal or like right before my period where, when I'm like, wow. Um, and then the, I took, I got the GI assist one, which I have, I, I don't know if I've noticed a huge difference yet, but also it's like, I've been taking it. So like, both those nights that we had some drinks and we ate kind of crappy, I took that. So I don't know what I would have felt like the morning after if I wouldn't have taken it, you know, kind of thing. So I'm still experimenting with that, but I know both of them said, you know, like consistency is going to be the key with that. With anything, consistency is going to be the key with, with feeling the results or just feeling like progress with it. So yeah. And with keep on keeping on. Yeah. So with, you're right with baseline plus it's you, you'll notice it 
after it's been consistent and after a while, right? And then with GI assist, you don't know if it's really helping unless like the next weekend where you know you're eating things that are disruptive to your digestive system and then you don't take it, you can then gauge. I dropped an episode about supplements today and that's how I talked about how I gauge if a supplement is ready is is right for me is if I'm taking it for a while and I'm seeing that progress and if it's ever eliminated from my routine and I feel like oh my gosh this is off now I know that it was doing its job because when a supplement is doing its job it should very much feel like the natural rhythm and operation of how your body should optimally be optimally be whereas something like a fad supplement or a quick fix supplement let's just take like um a generic like over-the-counter BS fat burner, you know, like a, a something that claims to be a fat burner. Well, a lot of time what's in there is a very high amount of caffeine and a very high amount of an ingredient that'll create a thermogenic effect on the body. So you may feel like hot and your heart is racing. And mentally people think, well, if I have this really high energy and a move, 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 move. And if I get this like warmth feeling, then my metabolism must be ramping up or I'm burning fat. And that's not the case. It's just totally a placebo effect. And then when you get off of those things, you're kind of like, wow, I'm glad I don't feel like that jittery and yucky from it anymore. Whereas a true supplement that's going to serve your body's optimal way of functioning. It just feels like it's supporting how your body is supposed to feel, right? Um, Which on that that topic too, it makes me think about back in my like early 20s when I feel like I tried all those kind of like fat burners from Walmart and whatnot. And you know, all of them say like, don't consume for long periods of time. And I think about like just that topic of if it's, a supplement that is truly going to help your body function better. It shouldn't have that on there. Like don't take for long periods of time or don't even take for more. Like some of them are even like, don't take more, don't take this more than like seven days in a row or something like that. And it's like, that should be a red, <laughs> a red flag. Like, Oh, it's probably not really helping your body that much. Right. You want to hear a cute story? Obviously. So I'm so obsessed with our new little coffee place in town. <laughs> I was like never when we lived in the bigger town of Fargo I was like I liked going to the coffee places but I never truly actually liked the the lattes the coffees whatever but I really do like and I'm showing Lauren the cup I really like this and the hype of oat milk at first I was like okay all milk oat milk why are we having all of these milk alternatives like And with oat milk, it tends to be lower in fat, higher Mm -hmm. in calories. And I was kind of just like, whatever, it's oat milk. But the owner one day was like, you've got to try what I'm drinking. And she had this oat milk latte with Mm -hmm. s'mores syrup in it. Mm -hmm. And it is so good. But today, do you want to know what made it better? The The lady's daughter is probably like eight, nine 10 years old, maybe, and so bad at guessing ages of like those elementary school age kids. But her daughter was there working at the coffee shop and her daughter made me my drink. And I was just like, I looked in my car for every bit of cash that I had to um, 
give to her as a tip because I'm like, that is just the cutest. So the owner, Kelsey, is a huge woman of faith. This is filled like cup in Holly, Minnesota, you guys. But um, the owner is just this amazing woman. Her name is Kelsey. And she has, I think, believe like her sister working there. I've seen her mom work there. Wow. And her daughter like works there too. Yeah. I, I was in there one time, just look like kind of working and whatnot. And her daughter was back there, like making the drinks and everything like that. And I was like, you go girl. And I'm, I'm a little hyped up on caffeine today before I hopped on. I was like, I need some protein and some healthy fats to level out all the caffeine that's in my system. Because I really, I, I wouldn't say I've been completely on point with nutrition, but I've changed up my approach with the meals that I'm making. And I told you a while ago, like, I feel like my metabolism is just different. My hunger is different. I feel full longer. I'm even in late luteal now and my cravings aren't as like crazy as what they usually are, especially carbohydrate cravings aren't as crazy. And I'm really focusing on fat and proteins, not necessarily cutting out carbohydrates, but just staying focused on fats and proteins to keep me full. Like with my shake, I want to make sure like I'm not putting a ton of banana or fruit in it, but having like this one in particular, since I knew I had a coffee on an empty stomach, I was like protein and fat needs to be in this shake today. So I added like a scoop of um, coconut oil and a scoop of peanut butter and then Shakeology and whatnot. So there's good protein in there. And there's obviously carbohydrates in there, not about cutting carbs. But oftentimes, like the standard American diet is high, super high in carbohydrates, especially processed carbohydrates. And so when a lot of times people think they're cutting calories, they're really just going down to an adequate amount of, of carbohydrates instead of super high amount of carbohydrates. So my nutrition hasn't been like on on point because we had company like crazy this weekend we had friends stay thursday friday and then saturday it was just us we kind of re put the house back together and then then we had company again on sunday so a lot of that was you know eating foods that we don't typically eat and and whatnot but i feel like i could bounce right back when i was just like okay focus on your healthy proteins, your fat, non-starchy carbs. And from what I'm reading and researching about metabolism, it's like the sweet spot is strength training, protein, moderate carbohydrates, ample protein, and then healthy fats. And it's like, wow, isn't that just so simple and foundational when it comes to fitness and nutrition, but we've overcomplicated it like mm -hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. One, will you bring me one of those coffees when we get together next weekend? <laughs> I'll just warm it up in the hotel room. <laughs> I'll put it I'm gonna only think about that now. Yeah. S'mores. Yeah. Oh <laughs> probably need to bring me one. And then we'll have to go there in August when I come. We'll have to like leave the kids at my in-laws at the lake or something, and I'll come and hang out with just you and like we can have a girl's day or something. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can go Which there. We can roll right into you guys. The best part of April is we get to see each other. 
<laughs> we are having a friend's weekend. We are meeting up and Lauren's flying into Minnesota. I'm driving to meet her. We have another friend, Lauren, coming to meet us. It's like our business besties away weekend and i am so freaking excited i am so excited like whenever i think about it i just like beam i literally cannot i literally cannot wait what is the vibe that we're going for that weekend oh my gosh what did i text you that one day i was like i seriously cannot wait for like just not having to deal with doing bedtime stuff and like morning stuff with kids good conversation, good food, just like chill. And I even imagine like coming out of that weekend and just having like all of us just being flooded with like ideas for things, you know, cause we're all like, we're all in the same type of business. Right. And I have a feeling it's just going to flow to us. We're obviously going to talk about business stuff because we're all entrepreneurs and that's just what's going to happen. But just like relax, chill, good conversation, good food, laughs, maybe some workouts. I don't know. I just, I just I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. And I know the three days is going to fly by because I'm the same too. Like I, I'm so ready for a bedtime routine break. It's just something that I'm like, I'm okay to not have this situation for a few days Mm -hmm. and then um, good food, but I did, and I did intentionally book a place for us that was like, had like a kitchen and a living room because I know a lot of what we'll want to do it. And I'm sure we'll do some like shopping and stuff like that. And Lauren and I will be telling you, Lauren, like, this is how to bust those limiting beliefs around spending because Lauren and I like to shop. Whereas you are like coming around to the concept. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll do some shopping, good dinners. You know, I had said like, I'm not much of like, we need to do brunch or breakfast or even heavy lunches, but I'm like, I want some good dinners. Like maybe we could do a sushi night. Maybe we could do like a steakhouse or like a fancier restaurant type of situation. But, and Lauren's got really good taste in food too. So I'm so excited. I know I'm excited about the shopping too. And Lauren would be proud of me because she was our, for those of you who don't know, Lauren was our, both of our mindset mentors. And I had so many just money limiting beliefs. So many. Um, and most of them was around like just guilt of like, Oh, I should be spending this money on my kids or on food or on X, Y, and Z never on me. And last week I went shopping and I dropped some, some money and I came home and I told Nick, I was like, you know, this is how I want to live. <laughs> I want to be able to just like go drop money on things and not have that guilt. And I didn't have any guilt. I was like, I love shopping and not having to feel guilty. And I think that's why in the past I've never really loved to shop because I always had that guilt attached to it where now I have this, like, it was just like fun. And there wasn't any like, Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have spent that much. Or that was like irresponsible or like all this, this guilt that was wrapped up with it. So. Yeah. And you guys, I can totally attest to what Lauren's saying because, and she's not going out and like getting 
things that she doesn't need. Like Lauren had a hard time buying things that she genuinely needed and genuinely use in everyday function. And what I mean by that is with your hesitation for buying yourself tennis shoes, girlfriend, there were times I wanted to slap you right above the head. Like, what are you thinking? Like we use our tennis shoes. It's not like you are buying tennis shoes for them to collect dust. You know what I'm saying? And so there were times where I was like, Lauren, I don't get it. Like, why are you so hesitant to go buy yourself a new pair of tennis shoes? Even if they're not perfect, you will find some sort of function for them. Right. right? right. And for me, it was, I really think I had this fear tied up with like money running out. Like, oh, if I spend this hundred dollars on me, what if money runs out? Like I had that fear. And this weekend I bought two pairs of shoes. (laughs) I bought Grace in a pair of shoes. And I just came home and I was like, look at these shoes I bought. One like, working out Adidas ones and ones are just like air maxes for just walking around. And I was just like literally living my next level life, like living the, the woman I've wanted to embody for so long finally is here. Yeah. <laughs> it feels damn good. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes people who don't, and, and it's fine if you don't enjoy shopping, but a lot of times the ladies that I know that don't enjoy shopping do have money beliefs because they can't walk into a store and just appreciate things and see things for what they are where like people like I've noticed like with money beliefs and and shopping experiences I've had with you you kind of went in with this sunken feeling of like well crap I can't get these things so I can't enjoy this experience whereas I grew up walking into a store believing that I could get anything that I wanted in there, which always meant like I didn't want everything, right? I could weed through and pick through like, these are the things I genuinely want from here. And when you start working and playing around with those different money mindsets, you really do, you really do start seeing how, and when you walk into a store, And especially in the area where we live, where everything's pretty like moderately priced. We're not like walking into Gucci and Louis stores all the time, right? Like, or Chanel, we're not walking by those stores when we go shopping. Not that we would have any sort of shame if we did start elevating into those stores, but going, going into somewhere and knowing like, I could afford anything that I wanted out of this store because you can, you have credit cards that are available to you. You have savings accounts that if you really wanted this thing. And when you talk about it out loud of like, Oh, let's say you see, you know, a pair of Lululemon aligned pants. When you start thinking like, Oh, I could put this on this card or I could put money, take money from savings. Like if, if it was really something that you really, really wanted, you could find a way. But also if you're not willing, if you're like, no, I don't want to take money out of savings, or I don't want to put it on a credit card, being empowered in the sense of like, I can see it, I can appreciate it. And I can know that it's there and available to me, whether it's now or later or never. Right. Right. For sure. And just having a totally different like mindset and outlook on it. Yeah. Which I, I don't like, I think like for me, it was just the, 
like you said, almost go, I almost went into stores like defeated talking myself out of it before I even got in there. Like, Oh, I can't even afford anything. And I did a, like quotations around afford for those of you who can't see us, um, afford anything in the store or whatever. And I really had to like sit back and envision and feel like what it felt like for my next level and what she would do. And I seriously like weekly asked myself, what would next level Lauren do? Like when I was, and I got my shoes at Kohl's, so it's not like, yeah, I don't know. I got them at Kohl's, but, and I, I went into Kohl's not even thinking I was going to buy anything for me. I was just looking for Easter stuff and for new shoes for gray. And then I passed them and I was like, holy crap, both, I want both of these shoes. And I was like, what would next level Lauren do? She would buy them both. Mm-hmm. And I walked out and I got them both. And we, I like, it was fine. It was fine. I was like, on cloud nine that I found one pair. I literally have been Pinteresting. Like I even showed Nick, I was like, I have been Pinteresting these shoes for like ever. And I found them at Kohl's and I was like, what are the odds? I had to buy them. I had to buy, I had to buy them. I've been Pinteresting like, and he just laughed and I was like, I'm going to even show you, but it's just that like mindset shift and that really thinking about like, who do you want to embody and start envisioning that because you can take daily steps to that person now. Right. It doesn't have to be, I think I thought it had to be, I couldn't embody that person until I was living that life that she had. And we have access to that, that person, whoever that person is for you right now, which is so just like mind blowing. I feel like to me. Yeah. And Kohl's is the (laughs) best place for shoes. I always win with the shoe department at Kohl's kids, myself, like they're the bomb. I got my running shoes from there. And I, when I talk about the running program, the reason why I was hesitant for running for me was the last time I ran a half marathon, which was a gazillion years ago, I had got a foot injury. And a lot of times when I started doing that walking, running motion with my foot, it would flare up. And somebody flat out said, you're probably just not wearing the right supportive shoes for that front to back motion. Like, running shoes are specific for running because they are for that forward back motion where training shoes can be for the side to side motion and the front to back. But with running, you really want that sturdy front to back motion. And if you're into like barefoot running, I'm not there yet. My feet would not be strong enough for that yet, but you do you, my friend. But I got a pair of Asics from Kohl's and I went running and I haven't had that foot pain and I got them at Kohl's. I got a couple other pairs of shoes from Kohl's that I really like when my sister-in-law and nephews came and visited us, they got the cutest pair of shoes from, um, Kohl's and I was like Kohl's is where it's at when it comes to shoes I've gotten I've gotten the last three pairs of Nikes from Kohl's for Grayson which is great because I've found them like really good deal like $30 for a pair of shoes and he'll wear them all well maybe all year like he is rough on his shoes because when he bikes he like drags his feet and I hate that he does that but it's one of those things where it's like, it's okay. We didn't spend a fortune on your shoes. You're just going to go through them. Like he just goes through shoes fast and they're, they just grow super fast. But that's another reason why I never had the limiting belief of I should be spending my money on my kids stuff. Cause my kids, they like wearing the same sweatshirt. They like wearing like their shoes until they're ratty. Like they like 
wearing those things. Like when they have preferences and they want to start having like a handful of nice things and can take care of them, then yeah, maybe then we'll work into the budget and planning of like, they need more things, but no, my kids, I, and even with summer coming around the corner, they like the Adidas sets. I usually find them at Costco. Sometimes I stumble upon them at TJ Maxx or Marshalls or wherever. And I get those sets and I get probably like three, so three different ones, but get two of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm, they look like they're wearing the same clothes every day. Like Bryce's Spider-Man sweatshirts. We got those so cheap. We have three different ones and I don't care that he wears them all the time. And when I, like, I appreciate my clothing. I appreciate putting on good stuff. And and with this rolling into our girls weekend, this stylist that I've been learning from and working with talks about good American jeans all the time. And I, I could buy them online, but I want to have that experience of going to, I think they're at like a Nordstrom, maybe Nordstrom rack. I don't know, but going to some more higher level stores and trying on things to see if that higher price tag is higher quality and having it be an experience, not just necessarily ordering things off of line or offline, but so good American jeans are, I think they're upwards of like $150, which is not something I typically spend on jeans at all. But also like, I want to just see if I feel like if I put them on and be like, dang, these feel like a million bucks, then I'm going to make right. that purchase. But I want I to see the experience, not just like offline and then trying it on at home by myself, you know? Um, I could use a new pair of jeans too. I've been living in my um, Abercrombie mom jeans literally all like when I put on jeans those are the ones I I wear and they just fit me so nice but it's like also I want I need just I just need another new pair of jeans so I'm there for that yeah um also on the topic of talking about our kids wearing the same thing Grayson is the same way we almost need to do the same thing where it's like when we find an outfit that he loves just buy multiples of them because like two weeks ago Nick bought him a like a jumpsuit from Nike and he literally wore that jumpsuit like every day to school that week. And I was just like, I don't even care. Like it's a fight. I'm not good. I'm just not going to fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, 100%. 100%. You know, it's just, it's a part of something that, no, I don't feel like I need to tell my four, four-year-old, like you have to wear a different shirt because somebody else is going to think that this is too dirty. Like, right. Or I don't okay. have to explain to anybody else. He has three different same Spider-Man sweatshirts. It's just what he's choosing to wear. He's a four and a half year old. It's fine. Yeah. And half the time for us, it was Grayson would come down already dressed. And like, for me, I'm like, you dressed yourself, go you, you want to wear that. That's fine. Where I feel like sometimes moms and people in general, because Nick, I could even see like my husband being like, you can't wear that. You wore that yesterday. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, it's not it's not worth even like he, just let's empower him. Cause he wore, he got dressed by himself and he picked out his own clothes. Yeah. And him. That was something I still have to talk through in the sense of some of my childhood upbringing always did stem around like 
you looking put together, your kids looking put together. I mean, I have family members who you see them out like it's coordinated. It's, and then it's like, I don't, I'm fine if my kids look a mess right now, you know, like it, it is a okay to me. I don't have like a particular, this shirt goes with these pants system. I'm like, and I even boiled it down to, I buy my kids a lot of blue and red and black. So a lot of times like their stuff can mix and match because when I was buying like a yellow short outfit with a blue short outfit and a green short outfit, I'm like, these don't go together. So I started doing like a black and a white, a blue and a blue and black. And then a like one that maybe had red and black because they intertwine and can all go together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I feel like we're the same way. Like all Grayson's sweatpants and all his shorts can pretty much go with any of his shirts because they all just like mix and match. And I've even started that with Parker. Like I get very basic like things for her too. And they're not like super girly or like, oh, this outfit can only be worn with these shoes or vice versa. And that's fine if that's that's how you like to dress your kids. But I feel like for me, it just takes a lot of this, like the stress out of like, what are they going to wear? <laughs> like this can go with this and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't we wrap up in talking about your course and what you've got going on with that? Cause that's really, really exciting. You know, I believe that fully moms need more support. We are in a society that thinks that isolation and doing everything on our own is, is idolized and it is, or it's how we should do. I I saw a post one time about a girl talking about how she had help in a certain area in her household. And she had made a joke like, oh, I'm sure everybody's going to tell me it must be nice, but she had a big following and she had people from all across the different parts of the country and different parts of the world saying, no, it's not a luxury that you have this help. It is a necessity in other cultures, even, even moms who stay home full time don't have the full responsibility of doing everything by themselves in other cultures, whether it be they hire help. I mean, biblically, I've been diving into the Proverbs 31 woman and she had help. Like it says she, she divides out the, the task for her help every day. And it's like, so I know it's a big thing to, that we need in this world is moms supporting moms and also mentors helping women understand like, no, you do not have to do these things all by yourself or on your own or completely like give everything and and never um, refill your cup. So why don't you talk about your course and anything else that you want to chat about? Oh my gosh, where do I even start? Um, I feel like this course has, was birthed if we can say it that way, um, like a year ago, it was about a year ago. We started looking into, um, the first business coach that we hired one-on-one. And for me, it was, I went into it thinking like, I need this business coach. Cause I'm missing something in my business. Right. I was missing that, that piece that I was not seeing the success I wanted in my business. So I was like, I'm going to hire this business coach one-on-one never done this before. It was a huge investment for me. Like huge investment. I had to put it on a card. It was like this biggest investment I've made in myself, but I did it in the sense of like, I'm going to get the missing piece I need for my business. And 
the biggest thing I walked away from with my time with her was it was not about doing more. I am a doer at heart. Like I'm constantly thinking like, if I do more, I'll achieve more. If I do more, I'll be a better mom. If I do more, I'll get more praise or X, Y, and Z. And I was constantly focused on the doing. And I remember her just telling me like, Lauren, it's not about the doing. You do not need to do any more. You need to step back and really start being and thinking about the woman you want to become and just focus more on like the being aspect of what you do, the self-care aspect of what you do. And I was like, what, what? Cause that was something that was super foreign to me after I had Parker. It was just like, I was in that role of just like super routine, um, constantly giving to everybody else. And I was just depleted. And so I got done with her and then I went into, um, having, that was kind of where my course was birthed from there. Um, and I, I basically like took a lot of the, the, I guess the skills or whatnot you would call from my time with her and created this course where it's basically a me again. And so through the course, I really hope once women get through the course that they will start to feel like they have started to embody the woman they desire to be and ultimately a new version of them that they didn't know exist. Cause that was really my takeaway from both working with Ashley and Lauren is like, I've now embodied this woman that I didn't even really know I desired to be. And I thought it was working on feeling like me again, but really it was this whole new version. So basically in the course, we have um, three modules and we'll work on mindset, all the mindset stuff I've learned from working with Lauren. And then two modules of one module of self-care and like creating your own daily simple self-care routine and then learning how to prioritize yourself, which I've actually learned from Joelle and her um, intentional priority course. And I basically just like put everything I've learned this last year that has helped me transform into this woman into a course to help women go through it in a simple way. Like the videos are 20 to 30 minutes long, one video a week. It's not going to be something where you have to sit down every single day if you don't want to. Um, There's also going to be bonuses, bonus videos in there from the people who have literally changed my life. So Joelle and and my friend Ashley, and then, um, Lauren will be doing bonuses and then Q and a. So it's really just going to be the support system for women to help them like uncover what one, what they desire to be. Right. Cause we can get so wrapped up in motherhood and thinking that like my title is mom, but we're, we're designed and made for so much more than just mom. And I think that's the missing piece of like feeling like me again, it's not necessarily doing more. It's not doing another workout program. It's not doing another diet. It's not losing the 10 pounds. It's really that mindset work of like figuring out who you really want to embody and like, what is she doing now and putting that into your routine, I guess. So that's the course. Cause when I was sitting here thinking and you were talking, I thought of the question, like what kind of transformation will this woman go through from like start of your course to end of your course? And I really do believe that it's we we as moms often think about like who we once were what we once did to fill our cups how we weighed but like what we weighed before the types of workouts that were in our routine like how we approached our career or whatever it was and we become moms and we think like 
I want that girl. I want a piece of that girl back, but I love so much being a mom now. And you're exactly right. It's defining, declaring, and then living the, the new version of you. Because we think we want to go back to like, oh, I want to go back to how skinny that version of me was, or that, um, type of career that I had, or that type of friend's life that I had. But if you set your guiding compass on this, this is me now, this is who I want to grow into. This is how I want to be in motherhood. These are, this is the way I want to show up for my kids, but this is also the way I want to show up for myself and in my relationships and, and, and life and work and career, whatever else we've got going on seeing it from you you will then see your life through the lens of who you want to be the best version that is in front of you instead of constantly looking behind you and envious of who you once were right and i think um what i love about the whole me again concept is we think that we need to find me again. And like you said, it's not about looking back to who we were before we had kids because truthfully, we'll probably never get back to that person because now we have little ones we're taking care of, right? Like I think about my pre-mom self, like it was so easy to fill my cup. It was so easy to focus on me and prioritize me because it was just me and like my husband, right? Where now it's, it's so, I don't want to say so much harder, but it's, there's more of a, I think a planning piece to making sure that you're intentional with prioritizing yourself too, which is so hard for moms to do. I know that. I mean, you know that too. It's hard to like get into that role of like also prioritizing yourself. And, um, what was I was going to say with that, with like me again, I feel like people think it's when I get back to that weight, or when I do this diet, or when I look like this, or when I can, you know, have this in my life, I will feel like me again. And truthfully, it's like, you can choose to feel like you again, or a newer version of you that's even better right now, if you, like you said, declare what that is and look at what that even is for you. And it's going to be so different. This course is very personalized. It's not something where like, you're going to go through it and I'm going to tell you this should be a habit of yours, or this is what you should think, or this is your priorities. Like I give you my example, but it's very hands-on and implementation where you're going to want to sit down and go through it yourself and really figure out what those things are, which is why I added the group coaching aspect of it. So I can help you figure out like, okay, what are some of your priorities? What are some of your self-care habits or habits you have that really fill you up? And how can you implement those into a daily thing? And obviously I share like mine, but Um, it's something I'm really excited about because I feel like even when I talk to women and moms, it's what they're missing. And I know the biggest hesitation is going to be making that investment in yourself. And like I said, that investment I made in myself for my first one-on-one was so scary, but it literally has changed my life. Not in the sense of like working with her personally, but just seeing that I was worthy of that investment and I was worthy of making myself a priority. And that's the start, right? So I just like smile when I think about how the women, when they go through the course, how they're going to like transform. And I can't wait for them to even just like take a section of it. Right. Even if you walk away with the mindset shifts that me and Joelle have gone through, because I share that in the course and I'm going to be constantly like updating it when I learn things, if you even walk away with like learning how to 
change your beliefs and those negative thoughts, that right there is game changer. That right there is game changer. Absolutely. And I, I've found more and more that I used to want and listen to and consume things from others or look for people that would be like, follow this plan or follow this system or do this thing to solve your problem. And I would try those things and and do those things, but I was so far away from my own intuition or so far away from knowing like the type of woman that I wanted to be in, in all areas in career in motherhood and in self and personal goals and in relationships and whatnot. But the more I hired mentors that helped me align with like getting into getting into my own gut feeling because we we often think like we want the solution to help our kids not go through these gigantic tantrums like what what should we do but really what we want to do as moms is there are going to be a lot of things that hit us in motherhood that are on a next level of um on a next level of things to navigate through that are way bigger than tantrums. Mm-hmm. And what I found more and more that in motherhood, we, we really need to get that connection with our heart and our gut and our mindset. So we can have the guiding light of this is how I should talk to my child about these things. This is, and, and you becoming a strong individual will have the outcome of being able to tackle those hard times in motherhood when you have to have hard, uncomfortable conversations with your kids and um, not just like trying to fix fix things with Band-Aid type solutions or with what other people are doing when your kid is so different from them and your mothering is so different from them and your lifestyle is so different from theirs. I mean, even when I, when I see a mom that has two girls and like what she does to keep her girls busy, it's totally different than my boys. Right. Right. And that's, it's not that I'm combing them to be that way. This is how they came out. Like my kids came out liking to drive things and like playing with monster trucks and setting up monster truck things. And they did like craft time was always way more stressful for me. Like it wasn't just sit down and do a craft. And so I think that's one thing that I really hope a lot of moms understand is you really developing who you want to become and becoming a strong individual will serve the relationship that you have with your kids, with your spouse, with friends, with your own um, mental health, because you, you are you, you know, we, motherhood is a part of us, but it doesn't need to be all of us. And I say that coming from, and I know my mom wouldn't mind me talking about this now, but like my, I grew up knowing that what I did affected my parents' feelings. Like, and that is a big burden to carry. And when I listened to one of my very first like parenting books, I was listening to it and it was talking a lot about like teenagers, but I applied it to toddlers that they're happy. Like my happiness is not their responsibility. Right. And in the scheme of little kids, it's like, 
your kids throwing tantrums is it's not responsible. It's not for responsible for your unhappiness. Like that you may think like, man, if my kids were more well-behaved or we didn't work through these types of, um, whether it's tantrums or back talking or this or that or the other thing, you think that's the root of it. But the root of it really is like your happiness is is on you, whether your kids do the thing that you want them to do or they choose a different thing, right? right. And I even think on that topic is like, we cannot wait for our spouses or our kids to get to a certain age or perfect yeah. circumstances to start prioritizing ourselves because it won't happen. And I, I feel like I read somewhere or saw a quote of like, motherhood is the perfect reason to work on yourself because there's so, and even this is a concept like I, I know, and everybody's going to, I feel like with this program, everybody's going to walk away with a different transformation because we all have different limiting beliefs, right? We all have different negative thoughts we're telling ourselves. Some people are going to come in and they're going to walk away with just truly loving themselves again. Some are going to walk away with having this intentional, like routine for their lives that they feel really intentional about because they had, you know, maybe they had negative, negative thoughts about being intentional. And like, it all comes back to this, this core of just learning to love ourselves through this journey, whether it's motherhood, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's marriage, whether it's business. Like I know for me, I was constantly, when I get to this point, when I get to this body, when I get to this result, um, I will be happy. I will love myself again. And for me, it was just having those mindset shifts of knowing like I can be happy and I can love myself right now through this journey, no matter what area of life that is. Right. So we cannot wait for somebody else to tell us that it's okay for to prioritize ourselves. We just have to know that it's part of our journey. We need to do it so we can, we can love our kids the way we want to love our kids. Right. It's so hard to like, if think about like the things you're telling yourself, like, would you tell your kids that? Because those are the things that maybe start coming out when you get frustrated and when the temper tantrums are happening. Right. It's like those negative self-talk. Um, and it's just the mindset work that I feel like we've gone through over the last like nine months has been just really game changer for me and just in every area of my life. So that's the biggest piece we start with, but I love it. It's so exciting. So you, you have the doors closing very soon. So you guys want to be following it, following Lauren on Instagram for all the details on that. Yep. Thanks Lauren for hopping on with us. You're today. You're welcome. Always. It's a pleasure. It was fun. Let us know what you guys thought of this episode. If you like these chats, if you have questions or topics that you guys want us to cover, we are open books to it. From the down, like my back end of stuff, the downloads on these episodes are so cool to see. I know that it's just cool to listen to a like a conversation between two friends and we would just love to hear your guys' feedback. We can have Lauren on here more and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But follow us both on Instagram if you kind of want to come with us on our girls weekend. We'll be having lots of fun and we will talk to you next time. Bye guys.